And we're back. All right, man. Uh, episode 11, Redux. <laughs> the Redux is our first, the first attempt at this episode. We ran into some technical difficulties <laughs> on both yeah. ends. For the first time, hey, out at, of, at you know, 10 or 11 episodes only having to do a redo once, I think that's a pretty good record, man. Yeah, it's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it was so, yeah, so so we were talking, and we tried to hit all the same points again, but more succinctly, hopefully. We started talking about the Natty versus, I guess, geared or not Natty conversation. And, you know, my feelings of how kind of stupid it actually is when you boil it down. Um, because you got Natty, supposedly, you know, so-called Natty lifters who are are still enhanced, right? I think, And I think that's the best way to look at it is, is, is enhancement. Um, and by enhancement, they're, they're taking, you know, they're spending hundreds of dollars a month in supplement stores buying creatines and some of them are buying testosterone boosters and growth hormone boosters, you know, all natural, but still, right. It's, it's an attempted enhancement. Um, and pre-workouts, right. Pre-workout is, is, I mean, caffeine is a performance enhancer. It's a performance enhancing drug. And depending on the organizations you compete in, you know, caffeine's not even legal, I think in the Olympics, right. At least, at least at Olympic level competition, and so yeah, we are yeah. kind of, you know, there's this this stupid argument about you know all you know natty versus, you know, somebody that may be using a little bit of testosterone or or whatever, you know, enhanced and, yeah, I think it's kind of a stupid argument at the end of the day because everybody's trying to enhance themselves with something. Yeah, and I mean a lot of times too. I mean none of them are. Every one of them has the disclaimers that none of these statements have been verified by any sort of like bodies, like third party testing can happen. But once again, that's your perfect bottle, your first round, everything's perfect. You got this test and then you just say, it's lab tested. We know the quality. And I mean, you see so many of them, you have proprietary ingredients that they don't actually have to list. So you end up with what is it tainted supplements like the protein powder that had ball in it or something? Bodybuilding.com, man. The guy got busted for putting D-ball in his protein powder. You know, like <laughs> I can just see all these natty lifters being like, oh man, this protein powder really works. No, man, it's <laughs> you're not natty. That's the best too. I mean, that's that's <laughs> you know, that's unfortunate, right? That's uh kind of incidental. Um but yeah, I mean, none of these supplements are are regulated, like you said. Um, testing is usually left up to the to the manufacturer, which you know they're self interested anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, and I think it kind of boils down to like you know what is natty, what is natty versus geared or enhanced versus not enhanced, and and at the end of the day, you know I'm a firm believer that uh, a non enhanced, a truly natty lifter right you better not be taking anything to enhance your performance i mean not even caffeine right uh eating whole foods living the the real ancestral tenants <laughs> minus all the growth hormone and steroids and 
Abbott plants or whatever. <laughs> Liver can have. But I mean, you know, being you know, being actually very natural, living your life, you know, off of whole natural foods, nothing fortified. You're not consuming anything to get an edge in the gym, right? Creatine is is it is an enhancing substance. That's the point of it. And you know, getting down to what's what's natural and what's not. I mean, isn't isn't testosterone more natural than creatine? Because your body produces nat naturally produces testosterone, it doesn't produce fucking creatine, right? So, you know, my kind of argument is is that you know at the end of the day, everybody's everybody's enhanced in, in one in one way or another. Um, everybody's looking for an edge. Uh, you know, I mean, we're the most drug addicted country in the world, too, the United States. You know, people taking all kinds of prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs to feel better about themselves like that's not natural um and unless you fit into that very tiny like again you know uh <laughs> i'm joking when i say the ancestral <laughs> you know bots but but unless you are like that natty you're not natty and you know and it's a bullshit it's bullshit to go around like posting on everybody's social media like you know all natural you know question mark like why does it matter to you anyway, right? If somebody chooses to use creatine or pro hormones or you know, a little testosterone, it's not really anybody's business at the end of the day. It's each individual's own choice. And, you know, really it boils down to a lot of hypocrisy anyway from the natty, the natty cult that's really not very natty after all. Yeah. I mean, you see it everywhere. It was crazy to me to realize that some nutrition shops now sell like pro-hormones, Instagram advertises arms to people. It's all out there. Like there's all these things that people do all these things to avoid or not to avoid, but they trying to do these things to enhance their performance. Like they're all PEDs yeah. and everything. Like what is it? Um, Cause I'm pretty sure the Olympic cutoff is like legal. 50 milligrams of caffeine. I think yeah, it is 50 milligrams like, of caffeine or something like that. I don't know what the, the blood yeah. concentration level is, but it's, I think it's the equivalent of you. If you consume more than 15 milligrams of caffeine, you're not, you're not qualified. You're going to be just DQ. Yeah. So you get your quarter cup of coffee, just like a few quick sips, but don't have the whole cup. Like, right. God forbid Probably better not, best to not even, you know, attempt to, you know, risk it at all. Um, well, that's, I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and you've got like all these, like I get it, right? Um, if you're competing in an organization and you're using substances that are banned, right? That's cheating, right? We, we can all agree with that. But but the guy that's just at training to train, to be healthy, to feel better about himself, have more confidence, to look good, naked, right? It's not cheating for him to use anything because <laughs> there's yeah. no rules to, to life, Right. Um, I guess, you know, you can, you can argue the legality versus illegality, but, you know, um, and I, and I don't come after me guys, but I'm fairly confident that the, the, the number one population, the biggest consumers as a population are military and law enforcement of, of illicit steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, it's, it's prevalent yeah. throughout society. You know, people are using it in sports. They're using it in their careers or regular jobs. 
um, to perform, you know, enhance their performance. Um, and, you know, again, perform professional sports, like I, people are so naive, I, I think, or willfully ignorant about, you know, even in these, uh, like the NFL, um, even though it's a banned substance, these guys are still using performance enhancing drugs or they're skirting around the, the rules somehow, right? There's ways around it. There's, you know, you, you, you have, you make $10 million a year. You can afford a doctor to help you around those rules. And you better believe that guys making $10 million a year, you know, have thousands of guys standing in line to take their spot. They're doing everything and anything they can to maintain that contract. Right. And the guys behind them are doing anything and everything they can to take it from. So, um, yeah, steroids are unfortunately are everywhere. It's something that, that, you know, that we've got to accept and, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day, whether it's cheating or not. But, you know, my biggest argument though is, is against the, you know, with the average folks, right. Natty versus geared lifting, whatever, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're all enhanced and it's a stupid argument. And I'm, and I'm honestly sick of seeing, you know, people posting, on my on my social media, the stupid <laughs> stupid question. All natural. Yeah. Why does it matter? I think, I think people do. I mean, everyone's trying to find like a competitive edge, and I think what really throws things off is you have a lot of people who, I'd say, like Derek Moore plays more dates on YouTube has been great about like talking about the culture around fitness and these people. But you have, I mean, what is it? how many celebrities are selling their own fitness programs, their own nutrition programs. If you have Chris Hemsworth with his circle app, where it's all like lightweight dumbbells and body weight exercises. So you can look like Thor. And it's like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. You're probably not going to look like Thor doing body weight exercises. Oh, natty. <laughs> oh, natty. That's not really natty, you know, but and, again, yeah. you know, um, it's understandable why people don't want to come out about, you know, if they're using steroids or, or not. And, and again, very important to point out that, you know, I'm not saying that anybody should use steroids. Um, I think we'll get into that a little bit more. My feelings on the, uh, the actual rampant abuse of steroids, uh, you know, it is a problem. Um, you know, but I do believe that, you know, at least from a TRT perspective, right, uh, testosterone or hormone replacement therapy, testosterone itself is perfectly safe. Um, it has a lot, a lot of, of medical benefits. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I get why these guys don't want to come out because it's been, you know, testosterone just itself, steroids, it, it's lumped in with all of them, has been vilified for decades with just stupid reefer madness level <laughs> propaganda right you know that, that somebody on steroids they're all yeah. if you're on steroids you're just going to invariably just have a mental meltdown and just destroy everything in the house and hurt somebody right well that's not true right roid yeah. rage is you know has a debatable it, it's it's total um you know slang right right roid rage doesn't really have a yeah. definite meaning to it um, but my my belief is is that you know guys who are already assholes are going to be bigger assholes using steroids, and people that are chill guys are just going to be chill. Um, yeah, but, oftentimes. But yeah, do, the, yeah, yeah. But it, it doesn't do anybody any favors though. It's doing a disservice to the community, but not you know these guys like Chris Hemsworth who are 
going and getting chiseled up using performance enhancing drugs and then, you know, kind of skirting around the truth and making it seem like this is attainable, you know, naturally <laughs> when it's that, really probably not. Yeah. Cause I would definitely say that, I mean, a part of it is like a lot of body image issues in this country of like bigger, faster, stronger is a great movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. I think it's free on YouTube, but looking at the level of competition out there, but also the expectations people have, if you see these actors who during an off season, they'll get noticeably smaller. And then in the course of six months, pack on 30 or 40 pounds of lean muscle or contractile tissue as people call it. And that's like, that's just not reasonable. Like that's not, that's not going to happen. You're like most of these people, they have to realize like these people that are like, mm -hmm. Oh, it's their off season. That's why they look that way. It's like most people can't just like over the course of a few months, put on 10 pounds a month or whatever it is that some people you'll see out there, which is this high level of expectation that without that level of accountability or admitting what's happening, it does throw people off. Cause you have people all the time that I think that's really what the question stems from is when you see enough images in pop culture, you actually don't know it's all natural because there are like, there's people like Dwayne, the rock Johnson and Mike O'Hearn who are somehow looking better in their forties and fifties. Mike, Mike Horn, yeah. he like, he, he's the only man in existence that naturally produces trend. <laughs> <in Tyler's laughs> it's just those goose eggs. This makes yeah, me um, what's going on. Yeah, I see your cast with the hallway. It's it's those shadows. I thought the lights would be cool, but this is That's like, awesome. Um but yeah, but yeah um I think I mean it's a tough argument, right? I mean, surveys aren't going to make everybody like super strong. You still have to train, right? You still have to eat. Still have to sleep yeah. well, right? Still have to manage your stress. And but again, like it, it, I'm going to kind of pivot maybe a little bit here. You know, those guys are making millions of dollars. You know, for looking that way, um, they're yeah. you know, these movies pay them tremendous amount of money. You know, there's a lot of strength athletes that are making a ton of money. Where you know maybe it makes sense for them to take the risks because there are some there are risks involved with, with steroid use. I mean, I think they're minimal with testosterone by itself, especially under the care of a, of a doctor. Um, but we we the real problem though that I think needs to be addressed is you know we've got strength sports, powerlifting, strongman. Um, I I don't know if you know I know CrossFit tests at the higher levels, but um, strongman bodybuilding bodybuilding really bad um and powerlifting these guys are using high levels of steroids for just the 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 opportunity to to win a trophy <laughs> right <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense really at the end of the day and people are putting themselves at risk and you know um you're in you're in the sports strength sports long enough i mean you you run into it um, I run into it a lot and it never ceases to amaze me. Um, you know, I mean, I competed at the top of the under one of five Ks in the world and, and it never ceased to amaze me how many guys I would run into that still just like, 
I mean, they're they're just putting shit into their body and taking zero precautions whatsoever. Um, some of the levels of doses that I've talked to guys that are taking, it's just like, like, dude, you're putting, you're doing that to yourself just for a, a fucking plastic trophy, like for glory. Um, <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, and, and no precautions at all, right? Glory. What's that? It's going to war. This is this is for glory. Going, <laughs> going to war. Doing this local show. Yeah, it's 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 nuts, and and you know, and I think, you know, I'm I, I've like look. I mean, I I've been on TRT since I was 35. Um, have I used a little higher doses? Of course. Like going into competition, like I'm not gonna lie about it, but I, I have never in my life taken halo testing. For starters and taking it for six fucking weeks straight you know <laughs> and i know guys that have done that just for the chance of glory and it's like it, it's insanity i mean at the end of the day it's your life and it's your body but but you only have one life and 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 i think it's time that people you know kind of pull their head out of their asses and realize like these sports don't fucking matter at the end of the day they don't matter that much you're not making you're not gonna make millions of dollars if, if you get hurt using these drugs. Like it's all on you. Like there's nothing coming to save you. The sport's not gonna save yeah. you. And I, I think the main thing too people don't always realize is, I mean, like with any kind of supplements, of like these things are supposed to be supplemental. Like you need to make sure you've optimized everything else before you take any sort of these things. Because a lot of times the thing is. You realize people talk about like strongman being a poor man sports. You see a lot of people wasting money who it's like, if you don't have money for t-shirts, you definitely shouldn't be wasting money on oral steroids that you don't know about the effectiveness. Like, especially like you said, of these things of no, no blood work being done. You yeah. don't know where it came from. Like it's your friend who like you met at gold's gym who happens to know someone who has a connection and you're like, a lot of times like you do need to take these precautions, but also as far as even just like regular supplements, people need to, I'd say, like you said, with TRT at 35, I would say that getting your hormones checked and trying to optimize your hormones with the doctor is definitely a smart move just overall, not just for athletic performance, but overall confidence, overall mood, stability. It makes a huge difference, at least in my experience to have work with a doctor and be able to optimize things as much as you can and having those regular blood tests, because that's the thing you talk about people doing oral steroids for like six weeks and stuff like leading up to something. Not just any oral steroids, like the most hepatoxic steroids, right? Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Like you can't, there's only so much Tootkit can do for you if you're not taking any precautions. Otherwise, like it's just, and that's the thing. People think that these things, I don't know if people just don't care about the consequences or oftentimes I think people don't always know the consequences. Like you have a lot of people who just assume they're like, well, this person did it. Like if this high level insane person who's been trained for years, like if they can handle it, I can handle it. And at the end of the day, you oftentimes can't. I worked in 2017. I worked for a Jimmy Johnson round rock that one of my friends who was a driver there, Joe, he was taking, he was, I think at the time he might've been 25 and he was taking 
he had been taking forever. Like he was just a big guy. His goal was to get big, but he had heart conditions, underlying conditions and ended up passing away at 25. It's like, that's, that's a big deal. If you have these people having these health problems that, especially because you don't actually know what you're taking, like half these things, if you're getting something that just comes in a Ziploc bag or whatever, or a container that like has someone's custom label on it, you don't know what it is. And that's the main thing is, for one, a lot of these supplements that they sell at like GNC, Vitamin Shop, and so many things, you actually don't know what's in there either. People all the time of like CrossFit athletes and other people talking about getting Osterin or other SARMs in their system. They're like, it's tainted supplements. Sure, that might be a cop out, but there are those stories of people actually putting those things in there and thinking yeah. like this mm -hmm. will take it to the next level. And I think the biggest thing I'd say is you, if you look at some of these super high level athletes, like John hack, like listening to him talk on the lead FTS, he's actually, I mean, he does take a decent amount of oral steroids, but like, he's not as a, not on as much testosterone as you would expect. Chris Bumstead's the same way of, I think people oftentimes think more, more, more is better, but you see them like, Liver King, $12,000 a month on growth hormone and random steroids. And you're like, yeah, he's massive and everything, but he probably could have done he's that. Not, he's not massive. He's like four money. feet tall. That's <laughs> true. Okay. So those small guys, if you're a short king, <laughs> you just look real good if you get some decent muscle <laughs> and everything. He's massive. But he looks jacked, right? I mean, he looks jacked, but yeah. I mean, he could probably look that way with like with a quarter of the shit that he's taking. Right, <laughs> you, you don't I mean, think you need imagine to spend all the side effects that he's dealing with, like, and and that's the and that's the problem with, with abuse, right? Is is um, and I'm calling it abuse because when you're using that much gear, um, the the side effects that you have to counter, you're just taking more and more shit, right? And more shit just leads yeah. to more problems. It, I mean, it's the same thing even with with pharmaceuticals, you know, going through doctors. The more shit they put on you, put put uh, have you on the more side effects you have and the more shit they have to put on, put you on to counter the side effects. And it just, it's a never ending, uh, vicious cycle of, of drug abuse. Um, and, and I mean, you pointed out like less is more and, and these guys, not even everybody is using, right. I know there's a few guys at the top, even in the 105 K's are very, very impressive athletes who are completely, who are, not using steroids, right? Are they using performance enhancers? Sure. I mean, they're using over-the-counter stuff, um, but they're not using steroids. They're and they're very strong. And so you think you're right. Some guys get it in their head that in order to be competitive, I've got to take as much shit as possible. Um, you know, I, I don't know what what you would call it, but there is this kind of fallacy, if you will, delusion, maybe that everybody is on a bunch of stuff. And so everybody starts taking a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Cause there's people think that I have to, I want to be competitive. I got to take all this stuff. But, but the reality is at the end of the day is less is a lot more and, and you're better off, right? Again, I'm a huge advocate of men over 35, maybe even over 30, maybe you should start getting your blood checked at 30, but I'm definitely a big man, yeah. a big advocate of men getting their blood work done over 35. And if your blood, uh serum levels or your testosterone levels are below 300 right that's nanograms per deciliter you should definitely be i would even suggest if you're less than 400 honestly but the the right now the current 
medically accepted threshold is under 300, you should be on TRT because to me, the, the real definition of that unnatural is low testosterone in men in their, in their fucking 30s, right? This is a phenomenon that, that I think is happening more in recent times than in, in past. Why? You know, I, I don't know. We can speculate all day. Is it environment? Is it food? Is it, you know, chemicals? Is it the air? I don't know. But men are suffering from low testosterone. That's not natural. Um, and it's not and it's not healthy. Right. And and like you said, having your hormones optimized has so many benefits and doing it under the supervision of a doctor is is really ideal because um, they're going to make sure that you're getting your blood work done regularly, monitoring you know, your testosterone, your estrogen, your cholesterol, um, everything that comes with, you know, the potential negatives. And again, on a TRT dose, very, very, very minimal, um, if any, um, using just testosterone. But the benefits are huge, right? The benefits so far outweigh any of the tiny risks. Um, yeah, I'm a big advocate. And, yeah. and I think that more men, even in sports, should be looking at that avenue Rather than listening to their gym bros tell them, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story. We already talked about it once, but you know, I I don't know how many times I've listened to the gym bros telling other people what to take, right? And 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 you kind of alluded to it. Do people really know what the dangers are? I don't think they do. I don't know if they care. They just listen to somebody tell them what to take, and they just go and just blindly, you know, have a blind faith put it in their body. Um, but I was listening to this guy tell a friend of mine who has lupus, his liver is destroyed. He's on a transplant plant list to receive a new liver. And this guy is telling him, knowing he has lupus, to take 100 milligrams of Anivar. And, and I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I, I told him flat out, like, shut the fuck up. The guy's got lupus. Don't be telling him to take a hepatoxic steroid. Like, you're an asshole. Right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if the guy gets caught, he could he could be taken off the transplant list, right? Because people that have psoriasis of the liver, uh, cirrhosis of the liver uh, from drinking, right? If they get caught drinking, they get taken off the transplant list. Right? Um, yeah. And it's possibly happened to him too. And so I'm like, don't listen to the gym bros, right? Don't listen to me. Uh, and that's kind of one of the big conversations I always have with everybody. You know, people come to me and ask me questions about steroids. I I've done a lot of research. I know a little bit. I'm not a doctor. I don't know as much as doctors do by any means, but don't listen to me. Don't listen to the gym bros. Sometimes I wouldn't even say, you know, you shouldn't even listen to your doctors, but go do your own research, right? Understand what you're putting into your body because nobody cares about you more than, than you, right? Nobody's got their your best interests in mind but you. Um, so at the end of the day, I mean, it all really falls on you to do your due diligence and you know, people are going to use steroids, right? It, and that's kind of the big topic here, right? Is, you know, again, not encouraging. I'm not an advocate for people to go and abuse steroids. I am an advocate of, of men over 35 going and getting their blood work done and potentially getting on TRT, but doing it safely, doing it intelligently, right? Taking the proper precautions, getting your blood work done, you know, all of that has got to be done intelligently to get the benefit. Otherwise, you're just, you're putting yourself at, you know, unnecessary risk. And I think people oftentimes they don't, the funny thing is when I hear people say they don't want to get tested because they don't want, they don't want to know how bad things are. It's like, that's hundred percent when you do, you need, when you need to get tested. Like if exactly. you're already, 
feeling side effects from something or having issues. I think people, you hit the nail on the head when you said that having low testosterone isn't natural because a lot of times, at least before the past few years of like, what is it? It would have been, yeah, 2021 when I went and got everything checked and balanced and stuff. I thought it was normal to just sleep poorly, to feel terrible, to have all these things of just low energy, a lot of times just not recovering well. And these things that, especially as you get older, typically get worse, or if you have underlying conditions that can cause these things to be out of balance, I would say people, for one, do your own research. But also, if you do go with a doctor, consult someone who's an experienced endocrinologist, who, is, who their focus is functional medicine, because there actually are doctors out there who will prescribe you slightly higher doses of testosterone or other things if you need, but doing it in a balanced and controlled way. Cause a lot of times like the amount of gym bro science you hear out there, like, what is it? You hear people talk about like their cruising dose is like 500 milligrams of testosterone per week. And it's like, yeah, for one, the doctor. Trend. Yeah. You're doc- like, your doctor. I'm using up 250 yeah. a trend. No, you're not. It's like, that's literally a moderate dose, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because for one, most of these, almost everything you shouldn't be measuring in grams. Like you'll see these people online talk about these insane things. Whereas in reality, doing things in a controlled, less is more fashion typically will get better results. Because you'll oftentimes be surprised what these people at the top, some of them are actually doing. It's not as much or as reckless as you would think it is. Because oftentimes I think people don't always realize that you, you want to be doing all these t- things in general to enhance your life of you have people talk about like in the gym, seven days a week, you're training all the time. You're miserable. You hurt your back routinely. You get injured once every six months. And it's like, at what point, unless you're getting paid to do this and it's your career. And I'd say if it's your career, you should probably also have a doctor who's counseling you on these things. Never, so you can have, have that longevity. And I think, the main thing people miss out on is that this stuff should be improving your life. The sport, whatever sport you're in should be making things better of, mm-hmm. and if it's not re-examine things, because oftentimes I think people tend to let mm-hmm. other people dictate what their lives mean of what they focus on. Or you look at these people and think, Oh, this person trains seven days a week. I need to train exactly like, west side or like these people who i see who are no days off all these things and some of the strongest people you'll see out there do take days off they do take time away from things of like i saw cj pierce took some time off for the holidays and came back better than ever and like taking that time off you're not you're not going to lose all your gains by taking a week or two off like in fact your body your body's probably going to thank you if you're one of those people who just never takes any time off because your body needs rest of like rest really is where you're where the gains are and everything i know you're you're a huge performer well i mean i mean talking about cpap i mean uh, um I'll, i'll come back to that but but sleep so i'm a i'm a huge huge advocate of rest more so um for athletes like elite advanced to elite athletes older athletes especially um but rest is like at the end of the day rep like the the training is the catalyst right 
the rest and recovery is where all the gains are made, right? And 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 to me, there's like four main categories. I don't want to get off on another. I'm going to probably go off on another tangent here, but there's like four you main categories to me, like that you really need to worry about, right? Again, getting to less is more. Like keeping it simple, right? Everybody's familiar with the acronym: keep it simple, smarty, kiss, or keep it simple, stupid. I think I hear more, which is pessimistic. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be optimistic for a change. Keep keep it simple, smarty. Um, <laughs> um, nice. Right? It, it's it's diet. Sleep, and I kind of go back and forth which one's more important. Um, but diet, sleep, training, stress management. And I think that, that that's the that's the order of importance. Um, because you have to eat well, right? You have to eat, period, right? Quality sleep and rest comes before training. Like it just does. Both of those come before good training. Because I don't I don't care how much you train, if you're not recovering and you're not eating, right? Eating leads to recovery, sleep is really that period of rest and restoration um it training it doesn't matter how much train train you do you're not you're not meeting both of those um you're not going to make any gains and the reason i put stress management after training is because i've had very stressful jobs and made made great gains uh, stress management is important right by all means um but i think it kind of to me it kind of comes last after training um because it can be managed around it, but all very, very important aspects. Um, and you know, my tangent that I'm that I'm trying to not go off on is like I always hear all these influencers and people online always talking like, yeah, they they sound really smart. They're always getting into the fine minutia of, of fat loss and training and diet and everything. And I'm like, dude, as an athlete or as a fitness enthusiast, you don't need to know all that fucking shit. It's it's pointless for you to know um, the science behind everything. Just like keep it simple, like nuts and bolts, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting good quality sleep. Like you can, you know, there's all kinds of devices nowadays that can help you monitor the quality of your sleep, right? I've got a Fitbit. Um, there's Whoops. Um, what's the like? Apple's got one, I think. Uh, I don't know what the hell it's called. Something with I. I don't pay attention to the Apple Watch. Yeah, Apple Watch, I guess. I don't know, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But there's all kinds of things that help you monitor your sleep. You get that in order. Take measures to get make sure you're getting good sleep. Diet, like, seriously, calories in, calories out. Like, if you can't figure that out, like, nothing else fucking matters, right? It's really that simple. And I think the vast majority of people can can work with that. And then, you know, get, a, get on a good training regime. You don't have to train every day. Um Especially like if you're older, if you're an elite athlete, more rest is better, man. You don't need to go out and like train. If you're an elite athlete, you do not need to go out and be training sports specific events every single day of the fucking week. Those should be actually the last thing because if you if you're not if you're not a, a, a an expert at the the movements of your sport, you're not an elite athlete. Right? You're still intermediate. But if you're an elite athlete, you don't need to focus on that stuff as much. You just need to be yeah. generally fit, right? GPP, general strength and training, um, and rest and recovery. I'm actually at a point right now, I'm 44 years old. I'm actually taking a lot more rest time between strength days. I used to train um, strength and events like four to five days a week. Now I train them maybe once maybe twice, sometimes once every two weeks. And, uh, and I'm h- hitting huge fucking gains. So, um, 
it's remarkable whenever I hear people going into competition like, you know, OSG, I, there were so many people that made the same comment about the about the deadlift. Like, in training, I could only hit three reps, but in competition, I hit seven. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It's like, no, you, you took a fucking week of rest, dude. This is, this is what rest and restoration <laughs> does to you, right? It's where the gains were made. You were training yourself into the ground and not allowing your body to recover, and then you took some time to rest and, like, you know, because that's the thing so many people talk about just being absolutely miserable by then and then you're second guessing yourself two weeks out because everything yeah, feels heavy yeah it's and the thing is i think the thing you really helped me with was realizing that you don't necessarily have to train those heavy movements like deadlift and yoke specifically is something that can like take your energy out and impact the rest of your training of one of the best things you told me was like if I keep doing heavy yoke like I was doing, that's going to impact my pressing days because it really does take a week to recover, sometimes longer. And you're doing those things where unless like for most people, a lot of these things you should be doing a lot of technique work, getting your volume in. And you don't necessarily have to train farmers in like yoke all the time mm. because after a while you have to think of, trying to maximize your gains and your time, you want to train efficiently. If you see a lot of these people, a lot of the top people are doing that thing of training three, four days a week and listening to your body of there's nothing, unless you're like really someone who's struggling, trying to build like a routine and regularity, it's actually probably counterproductive for you to go to the gym when you don't feel good and you don't feel up to it because oftentimes you should be listening to your body of there's countless times I remember I purely because I didn't want to miss workouts would have a cold go from being something that I could have gotten over in like two or three days to like a week. I've gotten pneumonia multiple times in my life. I've gotten it almost every year because I just wouldn't listen to my body and I would go until eventually you get enough fluid, then your lungs, it will stop you for a bit. Yeah, working through, working through sickness. Um, you know, I don't know how much it happens anymore. I don't pay attention to as many people these days but back when i first started it used to be the cool thing to do like if you're sick oh, that's not gonna stop me don't be a pussy go to the gym and i was like no man you should probably stay out of the gym and recover right don't get your friends sick like people who did don't that get, don't get your fucking friends sick. exactly don't get everybody else yeah. in the gym sick but yeah no i think you're right um you know as a as a beginner novice lifter <clears throat> um it makes more sense like to me that's where like the periodized structured training probably makes more sense is it because they need those those lifters need to develop those habits they need they need the structure they need to learn um you know or or, or learn that learning is not the right word right you, you develop the habit of discipline right uh yeah. to go in and train when you need to and do what you need to do uh and, and as a young beginning lifter you don't need as much recovery. Your body is just like, you know, I don't know what the science again. I, I don't get into all that. I'm a, a nuts, nuts and bolts, potato, meat and potatoes kind of guy, right? The and anecdotal evidence is all I really know. Um, but like young lifters, like their bodies are basically just seemingly primed and ready to gain, right? And you can go mm -hmm. in and train and train and train and train and make huge gains very fast, right? That structured training makes sense to build those good habits. But the more advanced of, of a lifter you become, um, the less, in my opinion, right? It's my opinion. 
um, the less that structure makes sense because for the vast majority of athletes and the vast majority of us in general, right? Unless, unless you're a professional athlete and get paid to be an athlete and can be an athlete every day of your life, structured training regimes do not fit on a dynamic lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. and, and therefore it is, I think it's very important to, to kind of break away from that idea or at least not, not confine yourself in a 12 week period. Right. If you need to take a day off and push the program back a few days, do it. And it's better for you. Right. It's better to be recovered. Your readiness um, to train based on sleep and activity and diet and, and whatnot are going to make make or break a good training day. Right. And quality is far greater than quantity every single day of week. And I think for everybody, really. But, you know. Again, those beginners and novice train uh, athletes, or you know, even fitness enthusiasts, need that structure. I think to develop those good habits. And I think also one thing people always talk about, like when they started out being able to lift a lot more. The thing that helped me, as one of my friends told me a while back, that your body knows how heavy it is, even if it doesn't necessarily feel heavy to you. It taxes your body differently as things go up, like at least in my experience of like let's say back years years ago working my way up to like trying to break get that four plate deadlift and everything i could deadlift three plates way more often which was closer to my max back then than i could these days going past and like trying to approach five plates or whatever like that stresses the body a lot more and i think people don't often realize that that even if it doesn't feel heavy to you, your body still feels that tension on the tendons. Your central nervous system still knows it. Your body knows what 500 pounds feels like, and it impacts your body, whether or not you're going to always feel it the same way. Lifting, like, I mean, lifting 700 pounds feels very different on the body, even if it's your max, than it would have when 500 pounds was your max. Because that weight does add up and it doesn't, it's not necessarily like a linear progression of a lot of times people think, well, oh, it's just like double body weight or whatever. But the heavier you get, the weight's going up. So it's not the same way of like, you can be a 150 pound person, lifting 300 pounds is going to impact your body differently than a 200, 250 pound person lifting 500 pounds. Like it's going to tax you differently because if everything worked in a nice linear line you'd have people at the top of the world being able to do four times their body weight deadlifts and that just doesn't happen i mean i I feel like nothing nothing yeah well i mean even he i guarantee he even takes a step back i mean that's true uh, training is just never never linear i mean unless you're one of those very rare people that has uh no um And I can't even, <laughs> it kind of, it's kind of like midichlorians, but it's not midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. Um, from like Star Wars, right? It's, it's a similar and I can't spit it yeah. out. Um, but yeah, unless you're one of those rare people that, that's, that's lacking that enzyme that, that causes muscle to break down, right? Uh, they, there's, there's speculation that that's why Paul Anderson became so incredibly strong without steroids is because, you know, he never lost the strength and muscle that he gained 
um, where everybody else loses. Like you just, you can't avoid it. There's an enzyme in your body that eats it up, right? Um, and so for the vast majority of people, there's no such thing as linear, complete linear, right? Even on a periodized linear, even if you hit every day perfectly, you know, at the end of it, you're still going to drop back and start, you know, you may have made three steps and you're going to go back two, right? Or whatever it is, maybe one um, and progress from there. So there's always a step back um, to yeah, training. Uh, but people, yeah. I, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, I mean, I often wonder, right? Again, I'm not, I'm not somebody that jumps, digs deep into the science because, you know, it's not that it doesn't interest me. It's a lot of it kind of is also that a lot of the science doesn't really track uh, strength athletes. A lot of it tracks, well, I mean, it, it, it tracks professional athletes, basketball players, right? Or, or it tracks, or it tracks like the average Joe, right? Average sedentary person. And so a lot of it's not very applicable to what we do anyway. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, some of it is right. But, but, um, you know, I question a lot of times, is it ages much right now for me that that makes that, that requires me to recover? Or, you know, it's causing me to recover longer? Or is it really the loads that I'm putting on my on my body? Because there's a there's a pretty direct correlation. If you start it at a younger age, training, right? Um, your gains, right? I drew a map of those and posted it on my social media as kind of a joke, but I, it's really true. Is that you know early in your training, um, when you're young, your gains are huge, and as you progress, right, and you get older, you know, the older you get, your your gains shrink, right, because um, it's harder to get stronger because you've already you know you already gained a shitload, um, but you're putting so much more stress on your body. Also, is it so much age? Is it, is it is the, the loads that require more recovery? I think it may be a little bit of both, but I, I the more I train, like the older I get, the more I think it's the loads because you're right. Um, you know, I can, I can carry more than a 700 pound yoke, but every time I carry 700 pounds, it, it destroys me. Yeah. Um, every time I deadlift, 600 well yeah 600 plus maybe even 500 plus really um i feel it for days right um mm -hmm. so yeah i think there is something to do you know with that you know even though you're stronger your body still knows that you're moving <laughs> 700 pounds <laughs> one way or the whether or not you're able to move a thousand or not 700 still hurts um it can still be detrimental and i mean some of those movements just don't make sense for a lot of us, um, not for everybody, not everybody's the same, but I think for a lot of people, it doesn't make a lot of sense to be used, uh, adding those very CNS stressing movements very often, right? At least not at high loads, at lighter loads, sure, right? And I, you know, and I think it goes back even with, uh, with beginner and advanced, uh, sorry, beginner and novice, maybe to amateur athletes you know who are in a specific sport right it's probably more important for them to be working sport specific movements more often um uh, but not at heavy loads because they need to learn the form right and and but if you start putting them under heavy loads on a regular basis it's just gonna it's gonna wreck their cns and they're not going to be able to to train through all the other uh events i mean i mean again when you're when you're young and dumb like go and train your ass off and max out every day. Like you're going to make, you're going to make huge gains one way or the other, but there's a point where, where I mean, you really probably shouldn't, but I mean, you can't get away with that when you're young. Right. 
Um, yeah. But there's a point where it's going to catch up to you, and, and you need to start being smarter about how you trade. And I think that's the main thing is oftentimes people need to realize that what they see on social media isn't necessarily the full picture. What's interesting is people are talking about um, what is PRs last every week? single day yeah. I turn to John. Like Jamal Brown, where people were talking about. <laughs> I never failed. With, with like the five, he did like 848 pounds for like five reps. And people, they're like, that looked harder than it should have. And it's like, he actually, he was like, this was actually from the same workout. He did pause triples at 925. He's posting them on different days because I guarantee you, he's not deadlifting that heavy more than once a week, probably. Like a lot of times these people, mm-hmm. we assume that what we see we see a workout video from them every day of the week. Most of these people, they recorded multiple good videos. They switched the camera angle. Like this 925 was from one angle. His 845 was from the other angle. It looks slightly different in its content, but it's not his actual training program. He's not going that heavy two days in a week and everything. Uh, you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. I mean, I mean yeah. Everybody's different. He and, could. And, and look, at the end of the day, you know, if you can figure out what works best for you, I mean, that's the hardest, that's the hardest part about, about uh, strength training um, and training in general is learning what works the best for you and what works best yeah. for you isn't going to necessarily work good for someone else. Um, and vice versa. Segue. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to know, but yeah, the reality I think is for the vast majority of people posting on social media is like, we all fail. We fail a lot. Um, and you know, people tend to just post the, you know, the good days, make it look like they're always PRing. And and the reality is, is that they're probably not, it's, that's hard to attain long-term or hard to sustain rather long-term. Yeah. Cause there's going to be a cost for that. If like everything has consequences and everything. Absolutely. But I mean, we had talked possibly earlier in the week about ways we could give advice because that was the main point of this episode is realizing that both of us have spent and probably wasted a good chunk of money over the past few years i know at least for me i wasted a lot more money in the past five years than i should have did i lose you no i'm just like i'm whispering like i'm just mouthing and i've wasted so much money (laughs) like i'm saving myself like in shame it was like that was the, that was me just when you go back and you think you're you're like if i could tell myself five years ago then right i know now which it's like that for everything in life but i think I, you I mean, do have to do your research and get advice mm-hmm. from people and everything i mean it's a good idea right um i mean i'm i'm here for anybody right i've, I've helped a couple of friends in the last probably week or so um who were you know not not feeling up to par guys are both are 40 plus now uh, you know and they came to me and asked me questions about um you know testosterone use uh you know i pointed one to a te- uh, to a trt clinic uh, turns out that his testosterone was like 290 or something like that he's getting on trt thankfully you know that's too fucking low um you know another guy i you know again you know, my recommendation to everybody is to go to a TRT clinic or see a doctor. But, you know, some people are just going to go and buy their stuff from the black market. It's easier, it's cheaper, right? But still, 
do your due diligence. Um, and if you have any questions and you, you need to, you know, you need a good sounding board, you need somebody to, to give you good guidance, right? I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to recommend, uh, I'm certainly not going to recommend that you go and take a bunch of shit that you don't need. But if anybody needs any, you know, someone to talk to, I'm here. Um, and I'm more than happy to, to give people what I think is the very best advice from uh, a member of the community, right? I, I believe I'm going to, I'm going to steer you in the best direction possible. Um, but, you know, I know it's hard to bring up these topics with, with doctors. Um, it's hard to find the right doctors sometimes to talk to. I mean, TRT clinics are becoming more prevalent, I think, thankfully, but, you know, if anybody needs some, for lack of better word, cycle advice, right? Um, we're definitely going to offer that service through w, WSO. Um, it's not going to be like, if you're looking for somebody to tell you that it's cool to take 750 milligrams of trend, that's not me. I'm not going to tell you that. Um, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. But yeah, <laughs> and I think that's amazing. With your 750 milligrams of trend. <laughs> um, but if you need, like you want to get, you, you, you need somebody to tell you like what you don't want to hear. Right. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Cause we've talked about, um, we have different ways you could support the show. We have a Patreon page. We're going to update some of the options there. And then we have like one-time ways to support the show through anchor FM, which is actually what we use for our RSS feed for the podcast. But Darren and I had been talking about that. I'm just trying to offer different services to people of, we're talking about possibly offering different ways to support us. If you just want to support like $5, there are tiers like that, but also trying to provide value for people of Darren talk about starting like a fitness community and training possibly for like $75 a month, be able to get like streamlined group programming, the community that we can help foster. Because oftentimes I think people don't always know where to look and things can be expensive and you can lose money via programming, bad programming, bad supplement advice, bad nutrition advice. So we're trying to, we haven't been keeping up with the Patreon page very well, but no one's on there yet. So that's neither here nor there, but we are going to start offering those things of Darren's a great knowledgeable person. We're hopefully going to have him here in Texas at some point in the next few months. But offering seminar, things baby. like that. Yeah, seminars. Because that's the main thing is we've been trying to find ways to like give back, but also find ways to support the show. But also to help people of different things we've talked about. Darren's offering would be offering tailored programming for higher level tiers and everything. But also he is available for like one-time calls or advice of like, whether it's anything of supplements, nutrition, training advice, like we can do Zoom calls. Now we just upgraded to StreamYard. So we can do slightly higher quality calls that way. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'll just recap. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I want to I want to be able to reach more people. Uh, you know, I know that that programming is expensive. So what John had talked about is the the group training. Um, so basically, just based on general uh, um, goals, you'd be put in a group like strongman, bodybuilding, fit, general fitness, right? Fat loss. Um, 
And, and for $75 a month, you're going to get streamlined training. Now it's not going to be, you know, like the other coaches where you get, you know, one-on-ones once a week, it's going to be streamlined where it's going to be more group oriented. Um, there are going to be, ch- you know, check-ins, um, monthly seminars will be included. Uh, there's a lot of value to it. Um, but it's a, an option for people that maybe, maybe don't have as much, uh, disposable income, but still need some, some coaching, some direction. Um, definitely going to offer that the elite programming, um, you know, I'm probably not going to take on a lot of clients from that perspective, but, um, you know, advanced to elite uh, programming to help some of the higher level athletes, you know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, obviously more engagement from me. Um, those weekly one-on-ones, I'm going to be available uh, probably, you know, seven days a week to answer questions um, and additional support as needed. Uh, and then, you know, counts, I'm calling it counseling, you know, from a supplement um, cycle perspective, because I want to help people. I want to, I want to try and point people in a better direction than what some, what I've seen many are going down, you know, the paths that they're going down are, are really, in my opinion, destructive. Um, they're not, they're not positive. They're, you know, people are putting so much shit in their bodies for, for the stupidest fucking reasons. <laughs> right. And so you don't think I, dollar store trophies. <laughs> for, yeah. For, for glory and plastic trophies is not a good reason, but you know, people are going to use, um, and you know, I, I've, I've got a tremendous amount of knowledge and, and I'd like to share that with anybody that needs somebody to talk to, um, to help guide their decisions. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm telling you right now though, you know, maybe this is a, a, a detractor from the service, but I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy to tell you to, to, to go and stack like three different compounds and, you know, not get your blood work done and just, you know, shoot for the moon. That's not going to be me. Um, you know, I'm going to be the more level-headed, reasonable individual that tells you to do things the smart way. Um, same with, with diet advice. You know, a lot of people have really struggled with diet. Um, you know, giving you a good good structure and baseline to, to plan your dietary needs from and understanding how to determine what you need and eating for your goals, um, developing menus for your goals. And, you know, that's actually kind of a segue. I think I'm going to start... Um, uh, another, another social media, uh, thing and, and, you know, geared more towards, uh, food and diet. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I have a professional culinary arts degree. I worked as a professional chef for, for many years in my late teens and in twenties. Um, you know, I don't believe in eating bland food. Uh, you know, I guess if you're a bodybuilder and your goal is to become the 3% body fat, maybe that makes sense. But for the vast majority of us, Right. There's no such thing as bad food. There's only bad habits. Um, and, and it's possible to eat tasty food and still meet composition goals. Uh, you know, anybody can look at, you know, my social media um, and see what I've attained. It's all it's all me. I don't have a dietitian. I don't have a, a diet coach. Right. That's me doing this for myself. Um, so so clearly, you know, my methodology works. Um, I, you know, again, it's great service. I hope people tap into it. Uh, got a lot to share, a lot of knowledge um, that you can tap into. So I think that's it. Um, yeah, support yeah. USO, man. If you like these podcasts, like give us give us some support, and and we're gonna keep pumping these out. 
Yeah, and the main thing is we're we're, we're going to break out several levels and everything, but we want to provide value so that way you're not just giving us money for free and everything because we do Absolutely. want to help make the show better. But also, I think the most important thing to take away from this episode is that everything you do in your life, you generally want it to improve your life. And you have far too many people, their diet makes them miserable, their training makes them miserable, their supplements make them miserable. If you have people taking pre-workout at 6.30 at night and wondering why they can't sleep when they're taking 400 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine, it's like everything you do, even your extra supplements, like these things should be supplements, supplemental to a good life. And I think oftentimes people don't always realize and it took me years to realize that it's not necessarily natural to feel bad all the time and have low energy and you can also eat very well uh darren likes to share his food in our group channel a lot of times just to <laughs> flex on me because half the time i just order doordash because doordash premium <laughs> it's great but um yeah in general you everything you do in your life, you want to, especially, and, and this is, I'm not just saying this because it's a new year's thing, new year, new me, because in the end, you don't have anything but the present. So it's all about the decisions you continue to make now going forward. Because oftentimes, Darren and I have talked about this, it's easy to look back and think, here's all the mistakes I made. I wish I could have done things differently, but I can do something different today and I can do something different tomorrow, yeah. which... It's mistakes really important. are important though I, i'm always yeah. gonna like i'm always it's gonna true. err on that right um yeah everybody's got to make mistakes because mistakes are, are how we learn and how we grow um but it's still nice you know to to have sounding boards and have someone to talk to um that can take and it can advise you and help you make decisions that are best for yourself right um at the end of the day you know i'm never going to tell anybody that you have to do something Right. This is my advice. You need to decide whether or not it, that's the right advice for you. But I'm going to give you more information um, to help you make a more educated decision for yourself. Uh, and that's the yeah. most important thing. Like if anybody ever tells you that you have to do something, you know, I would I would move past them very very quickly. If they tell you that you're not going to make your reach your goals without them. Pass by that person, like swipe left or whatever, right away. Right. <laughs> I've never used Tinder. Yeah. Left or right? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's swipe right to I don't know. Once again, I missed out on that period as well. I didn't. Yeah, everybody talks about swipe like dating. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we're very like swipe the way that goes like away from them, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> like, because yeah, yeah, we're here to help, right? And, and I think that's the most important thing. Like, um, you know, I'm not going to coerce anybody. I'm not going to tell you you have to do something. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm here to give people the best advice that I can to help them make the most educated decision, the best decision for themselves, right? And always, always, always back that up with go do your own research. Nobody cares about you more than you do. Nobody has your best interest in mind more than you do, right? Um, but uh, 18 years uh, of experience coming from me. You know, over 14 years of competition experience and strongman. Uh, you know, I've seen some shit and done some shit. So happy, happy to uh, to talk to anybody that that needs needs some additional guidance. Yeah, 
No, I think that's a good note to end things on. Everything. That, yeah. We're out here. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.